Hello, I'm Meredith Harper. Welcome to Ukulele is a New Black, a podcast where I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it, and how it's changed their lives. today's episode, I talked to Denny Joy and her partner in life and music, Perry Stoffer. Denny and Perry live in Portland, Oregon, where they run an online music academy, create wonderful music as a duo and with others, and have a wall full of ukuleles which they sell from their living room. They're a wonderfully warm and energetic couple, and I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with them. I think you will too. Yeah, it's the new black. Everybody's playing it. The new black. Ukulele players, introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Danny Joy. And I'm Perry Stoffer. And you are both in Portland, I understand? We are. Portland, yes. Oregon. Portland, Portland Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice place to be. And so, you, um, so Danny, I, I asked you to be on the podcast, but you brought this strange man along with you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I found him wandering around outside. Yeah. He was so cute. Yeah, it happens. And he had a ukulele on his T-shirt, and he said, "Sure, come and mm-hmm. join in." Uh-huh. Which I'm all for. That it's fantastic. So, but he's your fiance. You are affianced. Uh, fiance yes. plus. He's my bandmate, my my wonderful, my life partner, my love. Excellent. So, how long have you been together? Five beautiful. Five years. years. More than yeah, a little over five. Yeah. Yeah, and you still seem to be getting along. That's wonderful. It's, we've actually been getting getting along better and better. better. <laughs> ah, yeah. well, if you've done that through a pandemic, it was meant to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've we've learned the rules now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we communicate so, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's important. <laughs> so, um, so Danny, I might start with you. So, mm-hmm. tell me about music for you. When did music start in your life? Uh, well, my dad was a sound man, and so um, I think I started tinkering around pretty early on for our family trips and things. We would go to the fairgrounds with him all along California, and uh, mom and sister and I, and we would go around and see all of the different acts that he was setting up for, and the magicians, and the um, talent shows, and, and the country music stars that were traveling around. And uh, I think that's probably where it started blooming. And then I started tinkering around with the piano. And my dad got me piano lessons, but I wasn't so good at paying attention back then when I was 12. (laughs) And when I went away to art school, I started playing the guitar. And I would basically do that when I was supposed to be doing my painting and things. And then when I got home, my dad gave me a ukulele as my graduation gift in my mid-20s. And that's when it... My passion became my career. That might have been too much information. No, <laughs> no, there is no such thing as too much information. Okay, so, what, what, why did he um, choose the ukulele? Does he play? My dad did. Yeah, he passed away uh, just about when I met, a little after I met Perry, actually. A few months. Yeah, within months. Yeah, um, he did. He, my dad was a um, really wonderful, jolly 
person. And he started teaching ukulele because he fell in love with it. I think he saw Jake Shimabakuro video from Central Park. And it, so he would write to me and when I was away at college and he'd be saying, you got to see this guy. You got to see what you can do with ukulele. And I was like, Dad, I play guitar, you know. <laughs> and I got home and he goes, hey, I got you one for your gift. And I was like, of course you did. <laughs> and then I started playing around on it and realized that you could do so many of the Beatles songs and the voicings and the jazz because there's only four strings instead of six. And it really opened up avenues for me. Yeah. And so you continued with that as your main instrument after that? Yeah. Yeah, that and, and voice. I guess I, I really consider voice to be my, if I had to pick, it's my favorite, but the ukulele helps uh, facilitate that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. the same. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, Perry, tell me then your, your musical journey. Um, okay. Well, uh I guess I, um, when my mom was, my mom was really, she was very musical growing up. And then, you know, she, when she had kids, she brought us to the, uh, she took us when we were very little, she took us to an orchestra to see, you know, all of the different musical instruments playing. And, and she asked us what we wanted to play. And, um, I of course wanted to play the bass. I pointed to the, you know, the bass fiddle. Yep. And, yep. um, <laughs> And I said, I want to play that. And, of course, I was four years old or something like that. So <laughs> Just get you a violin and hold it up. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I got a violin, um, you know, and it was the only thing they made in fractional sizes, I think, back then. And so I played the violin, and my mom would, would play uh, the piano, and I would play the violin, and we would play together. And it was, it was a really fun uh, time, and I, I guess I was hooked, you know. We'd have little recitals. You know, where the parents would come and there'd be little, there'd be some cake and juice and stuff like that. And we would perform and, and, um, I think I just got, got hooked on the whole thing. Uh, and then I, you know, played in the school band and then I got rid of, you know, once the violin wasn't cool, I played, you know, electric guitar and then I wish I'd kept playing the violin, of course, now, but, uh, you know, I did rock and roll for a long time and then slowly, made my way back to the violin, uh, which I don't, it's, it doesn't sound good anymore. Uh, when I try and play <laughs> Not it, as good as I still love doing it, but it's just, you've got to do it every single day or it sounds out yep. of tune and it absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, when I met Danny, uh, Danny and I met in the recording studio, I was playing, I, I did wind up finally getting a bass fiddle good later in life and I, I was playing that and Danny and I met in the studio doing a recording and uh, that was when I picked up the ukulele uh-huh. um, oh so it's her fault after we met it has yeah. yeah so I've just been doing different stuff with music all my life ukulele's been be- becoming more and more of a thing now okay uh, so but you are you yeah. play all the instruments including the ukulele uh-huh uh-huh yeah, pretty much all. St- I don't play like any horns or anything like that. Yeah, just so strings, things you can string, things, things you can strum, not things you blow into. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. So you have a whole lot of ukuleles on the wall behind you. So you were saying that 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 is your your store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we represent a um, fantastic uh, designer named Romero, Pepe Romero. Have, so he's got a line called Romero Creations because he hand makes 
instruments, but he, he makes about 14 a year. So he outsources now overseas, and there's a company that designed, he designed it, and they build them. So we've got, I don't know, 30 or something behind us. We, we didn't really set out to become music store owners, but, um, you know, we started promoting them to our students and just telling them about them and playing them, and people started asking for them. So we started doing single orders and then got a couple of extra ones just in case, and then more people were asking about them, and so we kind of... Our, you, you can't tell, but our this is our apartment, but it just happens to, it, we live right in, in the part of a kind of a commercial district. Right. So our front okay. door opens up and it's actually, this is a commercial apartment that Store we can front. use as yeah. a business. So we decided to right. take advantage. And so we, yeah. we have people over by appointment only right now. <laughs> and you we know, sell we online. Masks yeah. and all of that. And, yep. and we sell ukuleles and we also, we also do it online. Um, mm-hmm. And we've we've just uh, forged a, a relationship with a very very small select number of manufacturers that we work with as artists. That we um, we like to sell what we yeah. really like to play. We only sell what we play. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So there's I'm not even going to count them. There's uh, I can't help counting them. It's one of those uh, things, oh. <laughs> isn't it? We do have these. Oh, that's a. This is a oh. bass. This is the bass that we play when we're traveling. Okay, so it looks like a guitar, but it only has four strings. Well, it's a little, it's a small bass. It's a small acoustic bass that is made by another ukulele manufacturer called Ohana that we work with. We're really, like really good friends, really awesome people. Uh, and the nice thing about this bass is that it, uh, it's small like a ukulele, but it's not like the ukulele basses that have the rubber strings. It's loud enough to where you can play it without an amplifier. Mm. Uh, and and it's similar, it very similar in volume to most ukuleles. Yeah, so we can, really we cool. can sit, in fact, when we play for you tonight, we'll sit in front of a microphone with no amplifiers and just mm-hmm. play with the, with the acoustic bass. And, um, the, uh, you know, and that's just really wonderful for us, especially now in the pandemic. We do a lot of gigs outside with amplifiers and stuff like that. It, it's, it's incredibly useful and fun to be able to mm. play that way. That's a great idea because it's always the thing with the bass. They've always got to bring the amplifier along and it really does take yeah. away a bit of that, um, um, there is a word for the, the spontaneity of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I just love the sound of acoustic instruments too. The amp always makes it sound processed. Yeah, yeah, it does make it sound different. So, Danny, um, so how long ago did you start playing ukulele? Then I don't, I don't want to ask you how old you are. That I just realised I just did, did exactly that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> um, I was uh, ten years or so ago. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so during that time, tell me, um, so you've got your Danny Joy music. What is involved in that? Oh, um, well. Is that a big question? <laughs> well, I've been trying to figure out how to distill it down into uh, maybe just a sentence. I suppose I'd say I'm an artist uh, as well as Perry and our band. Uh, but Danny Joy music also encompasses our music store and our online music academy. So it's kind of an umbrella term to cover those three aspects of our business. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about the Academy. Uh, Perry, how would you describe the Academy? Um, the Academy, I mean, it, it started uh, during the pandemic 
Um, Danny used to teach classes at a music at her dad's old music store, and that's how things started out. Um, and then we travel around and do workshops. And we and also traveled and, and did and workshops. That but way. the way the academy started was we took Danny's classes at the music shop when the pandemic started during the first lockdown. And we said, okay, we're going to move it all online. Okay, here's the Zoom address. You guys join in and we'll do the class. We'll do the classes online. And yeah, and mainly at, at we were really concerned that people were becoming really lonesome because... I'm sure you felt it too when it first happened. It was pretty, mm. uh, we were so unsure about what was happening. And yeah. so kind of the fear was so high. And then, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people I know in the ukulele community aren't on Facebook. They do social things with their, with each mm. other. So mm. we started setting up one class and then we'd show up early and we'd stay late and invite everybody to hang out afterwards and just chat. And then we um, got a few more people with some interest asking for specific subjects. And so we went, well, let's set up a second class. It's not like we're going anywhere. And then it turned into uh, the regular now is five classes a week. Wow. And a couple of them are twice a day because we wanted to be able to cover the gamut for Australia and for other places Thank around you. the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we don't we don't have any students in Australia Not yet. yet. <laughs> but I'm dying uh, to hear that accent though. Yeah. That, that could change now because I have many Australian listeners. You never mm. know. Oh, I just love that accent. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's 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 very easy to do. I just open my mouth and it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a you know, by the way, I wanted to tell you your English is perfect. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I learned it as a teenager. Yeah. Oh, so, um, anyway, the Academy is, um, it's its more than anything, it's a really, really wonderful, warm community of people who are excited to learn together. And they um, range from, we have a, a few Canadians, we've got a, a couple of, we have a German in Germany, and then all throughout the United States. So we've got people ranging all the way through the across the country now. Mm-hmm. And these are people that we had met when we were on tour, but then also <clears throat> we did some virtual ukulele events. And so they jumped on board to check out. They're the all classes. friends now. I know they're so you know, cute. They oh, all nice. talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're wonderful. It's really it's been it's been so much fun. We have um, an open mic once a month. Uh, in the morning and evening for the time gamut so that people can perform. And then we're adding in like musical games and things that just kind of make the learning really exciting. Perry's got something called Riff Bingo. Oh, that sounds interesting. He's come up with these really amazing blues riffs that um, some of them are quotes from other songs and they each have a name. So there's like the boot scoot and boogie is one of the riffs you learn. (laughs) And then... um, Fly me to the moon. There's just a bunch of... Da, 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 da. We, one of the things we try to do is we try to teach people how to improvise based not on just scales and arpeggios, but on phrases. So we try to we try to help people build a vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And what we discovered early on was that if you name each phrase, it helps people to <laughs> memorize them and mm-hmm. keep them, keep them in their bucket them. and readily yeah. accessible. So then we can take them and, and create these modular... Sort of this modular so, approach to A two. Really yeah, yeah. Some of the names we've we've run out of good names. They're getting <laughs> a little silly now because we have quite a few 
quite a few phrases in the vocabulary bucket. Um, yeah, and then we just had a surprise birthday party for Perry last night, and one of the students... Oh, this was amazing. One this- of the couples that comes, because we do like a couple um, uh, package. And they went and did happy birthday, but they changed it to 4-4 into a blues and then they oh, added, used, and they used a bunch of the they vocabulary. added all these riffs that they had learned really, in class. It was so it was, it was so cute. It was like the nicest birthday present, <laughs> um, aside from all of the things that Danny it could got easily me, go viral, which were yeah. Great. yeah. Well, maybe it should. That sounds excellent. You know, I'll, I will send you. A, it's it's, a, it's really it's really it's cool. Really it's really really good. Yeah, I'll, fact, I'll put it up on, yeah. on the socials and people can can have a look. That'd be great. Oh, okay. I've yeah. often thought that there needs to be a new Happy Birthday song. <laughs> yeah. The other well, one's getting well, a little stale, right? We are sick of it. Let's be honest. So yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm being honest, that I mean, you know. <laughs> well, would you like to play something for me now? Oh, we'd love to. I'd love to. So we're going to be playing. I have a tiny tenor by Romero here. I'm going to play the Ohana bass I was telling you about, the OBU 22. Mm. Um, and this is actually the Daniel Ho signature version. All right, why don't you play something you wrote, Danny? Yeah. And I'm just going to quickly check, and I want everything to be perfect. Well, um,. Daniel Ho is this really incredible musician here in the States. He lives in LA. Music. I'm sure you know who he is. I, Everyone I've listening heard of him. knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, uh, well, he and I got together. He, he contacted me and told me he believed in me, and, and we made an album together. So oh, wow. It's crazy. That's a, pretty, that's a massive compliment, isn't it? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Just so much because he does Dan- all the mastering and mixing and recording. and. He's also a. Pepe Romero artist, so we had that relationship. And, yeah, and yeah. he's coming. Danny produces a festival in California um, that we've had Daniel come and perform at as well. Yeah, that's kind of how we started, kind of getting to know each other a little been bit, nurturing a friendship for a long time. And yeah, but. so we he he said, "Do you did you write any songs?" And I said, "Yeah." You know, I had a bunch of songs that I hadn't really shown to anybody, so I sent them to him, and then he did his magic. Uh, kind of added his touch and sent me back things. We went back and forth, and we actually recorded the weekend the pandemic began. Oh, like I was, we were down in LA recording, and we went to lunch, and like the Trader Joe's and everything was just empty of food. There was no food anywhere, and everyone's starting to freak out. And we realized what a big deal the pandemic was becoming. Uh, I want to tell this, if I could, I know you want us to play and that your time is no, no, limited, but I want to tell the story of when Daniel decided to make the album. Danny's very modest, but she was, she was covering one of Daniel's songs that she liked that she had learned when he had come and played at her festival. And uh, we were at the NAM show. And I don't know if you know what that's like, but it's like a giant guitar, guitar emporium. There's, or it's like the cross between a big, the biggest guitar store you've ever seen and a casino. You know, oh, wow. it's like, it it's like, like there's just, yeah. it's just sensory overload. There's neon lights, there's, you know, bass slappers in the background and drums and guitars, everything going all at once. And poor Danny was playing in front of this booth all by herself with just a little ukulele. On the other side of a little cubicle, there was a guy playing a banjo plugged in. Yeah, and you dear, can barely hear that. There's all this distraction in. and stuff. And Daniel and his wife were there and um, she was playing that song. And and they both started tearing up. 
and I thought to myself, boy, that's, that's impressive. And yeah. if, if in all of that distraction, you can, uh, you can actually get that kind of emotion out of somebody. And then I looked over and I thought, well, it's probably just Daniel's song, but I looked over and then somebody else was tearing up as well. Oh, wow. What, what was the song? That banjo. It's a song called Nobody Else. Well, I did two songs that night, and one of them is the one we're about to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's that excellent. one, too. What a great yeah. segue. <laughs> yeah. So, so Daniel, yeah, Daniel, that was when, that was the moment Daniel told me later that he, he wanted, he knew he wanted to do this album with Danny. Yeah. So if you can, if you can cast a spell in that kind of an environment, then you've, you've got something special. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you, Perry. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and play them. Uh, I'm ready. This song I've is said called. My, I said my piece. Did you? Yeah. Okay. This song is called uh, Rhino Clouds, and it's dedicated to all of the grandmothers and mothers and aunts and babysitters who ever spent time playing with children. Um, to them, it might have just been a moment, but to the child, it could have been the whole world. Fireman's dog 
Beautiful. Thank you. So nice. I, Thank I, I was you. very, very soothing. That would really, I love the um, bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> little bedtime song, if you could play yes. that for me. Yeah, like a lullaby. Yes, yeah. that's the word I was trying to find. I'm having trouble <laughs> with words at the moment. Um, that was absolutely beautiful. I, I can see why um, Daniel was um, was captivated by that. It's just lovely. Well, thank you very much. Um, on, I have to say, on the record, Daniel added uh, piano to a bunch of the songs, and it's there's there's colors and sounds of chords I've never heard before. And it's just gorgeous. So it's, it's a whole different experience there. Yeah. So you were saying before you used to um, have a festival in California? Oh, yeah. I've been the, um, I'm the artistic director of the Auburn Ukulele Festival in uh, Northern California. So that's something which I guess has not happened last year or so? No, no, no. And uh, it looks like it's being planned for December. And I'm, I'm really, I'm just not so sure. I just no. don't know. It's a big question no. mark. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious what you would think about or what's happening in Australia with people well, going to events. In Australia, everything was opening up. We were all doing what we liked and now Delta has arrived. And yeah. in Canberra, we've been back in lockdown for a week. Um, in Sydney, things are looking very – New South Wales, things are not looking good. I think they're going to be locked down for another couple of months. So are you locked down like you got to stay inside your house? We can go out to get, you know, essential things, groceries, ex- a little yeah. bit of exercise. Yeah. But And there's and certainly in Canberra, we've got a lot of people quarantined because if you've been in one of the exposed your sites, you have to actually stay at home for two weeks. So they're pretty strict here. Um, in Canberra, it usually, Canberrans, we do tend to do what we're told. Um, <sighs> so hopefully it'll be a couple of weeks and then we can we can start to, you know, come out with our masks on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, for Australia, I mean, probably since the beginning of the year, we've been pretty free because we pretty much yeah. knocked it over. But yeah. yeah, now that um, Delta variants got here, it's all just just gone gone to to um, to hell again. Oh man! So, oh. Yeah, so I'm not planning anything at the moment. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people feel that way here as well. Yeah, and they've been very slow with our vaccination rollout. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping to get oh. the vaccination levels up. And that okay. Will help. Yeah, there just hasn't been enough available for people to have it until, until they just started getting some more. So, but I'm, I'm more vaccinated, which is lovely. Oh, that's yeah, great. us too. Us too. It's 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 it's. Uh, I got it the moment I could. Yeah, as soon as possible. I was like, wait, I kept waiting for my age group to come up, and I'm like, okay, everybody else has got to go first, I guess. But the second I, I drove an hour outside town to get mine. Yeah, I was able to get mine a little bit sooner than Danny did. <laughs> Yeah, but not not too much sooner. Well, let's have fingers crossed for December anyway. That would be mm-hmm. be lovely to be able to hang out with actual people at a festival. I've um, yeah, yeah. I haven't done it for long. There was a festival held in the Blue Mountains beginning of this year in February this year, which I was originally going to go to, but then I chickened out. Yeah, <laughs> because you still just didn't know. February. Um, that was way too you, soon. You know, we've heard of that Blue Mountain Festival, actually. Mm. Oh, it's a oh, great yeah. festival. It really we've, is. I love it. I, we were in Hawaii. We were actually at the Koaloha factory, and we met oh, some people. Yes. And we met some people who were visiting from Australia who were members. I think they were lovely people, and they, they were members of that club. Um, and we talked to them, and uh, and they said, oh, you should come and play this festival sometime. And, of course, we got their contact information on a little piece of paper. 
and lost it traveling and been wondering <laughs> yeah yeah because kaoloha i think they sponsor it sometimes or i know they mm. had um i'm pretty sure they have some involvement with the blue mountains festival as well i'm sure they probably have um yeah who's that great talented well real real montgomery, montgomery who's montgomery. who's a terrific yeah. australian, australian uh ukulele player I'm really sure top notch yeah um works with koaloha i do know that I have a koaloha, which I talk about in most episodes, and they oh. don't pay me to do that. I just do it in the hope that they'll send me another one. No. Oh. <laughs> the one I have is beautiful. I don't need another one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went to the factory and got that when, when we could do such things about two nice. years ago now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was great. Aren't they nice? Oh, it's, a, it's just, I just, I just look at it. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Really you know? great. It's something about, it's not just the, the sound, um, it's also just that, you know, that workmanship. I think any handmade ukulele, you yeah. just look at it and think, oh, it's just so pretty. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I really like the guys at the, who, at the company there too. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. have an, I did an episode where I interviewed them uh, oh. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They go back and have a listen. <laughs> I will. I, I, I will. Yeah, we to check out her blog. Yeah, yeah, we did it in, in the actually in um in the the factory there. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's cool. Mm. So yes, you said um you said you have a band as well. Uh, yep, it's, it's a two person band right now. Okay. <laughs> Although we are preparing a few shows with Daniel, so we have been learning a lot of Daniel Ho music as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually collaborate whenever whenever we have the opportunity, but we also play as a play oh, as yeah, a pair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always wondered with two people, is it a band? But if it's not a band, then what is it? It's, it's a duo, yeah, I guess. I guess a you duo. call it, if yeah. it's three, you call it a trio. So it's probably yeah, a, we're, we, a We duo. used to call ourselves a Danny Joy yeah. duo. Now it's Danny yeah. Joy and Perry. Mm-hmm. And so we switch back and forth. Yeah, it's usually the Danny Joy trio if it's more than two people. And if it goes down to two, it just, as Danny just said. Might as well use your Did name. I just repeat exactly what <laughs> <Yeah>. you said? <laughs> but Danny's been playing bass lately. Oh, yeah. And yes. we've been switching off, and she's actually, she's very, I don't know if you noticed, but she was finger-picking something pretty complicated while she was singing. Yes, it was And she can actually play the bass and sing really well at the same time, too. She's got... That's a tricky thing. Not many people can do bass no, and sing. No, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty fun for me, yeah. When Perry and I met, we, we were uh, kind of bonded over jazz music, and so vintage jazz, and so we, we've been playing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then we wrote some songs together ourselves, and uh, and then now we re- we're venturing into the the sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yeah, we're doing we're doing some <laughs> playing all of our favorite songs. We're playing the songs you know? that we grew up listening to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's the, been and really trying fun. to make them trying to make them make sense on a ukulele. Carol King and yeah, yeah. not just kind of like Queen. strumming yeah. the songs. David Bowie. We're trying to. Put some of that. We're making total arrangements, and that's something we do at our academy. Yeah. By the way, is is um, if we do another song tonight, we'll do one of the songs that we've taught our students, and you can kind of get an idea of what what a duet. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Two we, instruments. We, we, how pr- they play we, we pride ourselves in in the the arrangements for for two. Getting couples we, to play yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really nice. That's lovely. Yeah. 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 When we, we, we both have spent time leading ukulele, you know, strum alongs and have both concluded that there, there's, there's a lot more potential. Yeah. Uh, the, the, a lot, lot more the ukulele can do. Too. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the strumming is lovely. It's a great um, group activity. It's, it's really nice and yeah. easy. It's fun, but it is nice to sort of move outside that little bit and, and get a it's, bit more creative. Yeah. Plenty of room for both. That's exa- exactly right, exactly right. And you mentioned David Bowie before. Have you you've heard the Thin White Ukes, who are an Australian trio? No, no but that sounds cool. I, I, Look them up. They do oh, covers of David Bowie songs. They're amazing. I'm so, going to write this down. Thin, thin White, white Ukes. They've got some on, um, on YouTube. Look that up and you'll be... You will be amazing. Okay. They're so good. Oh. So good. Oh cool. boy. Okay. Thank you for the tip. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, what's next for you? Hopefully, once you get out of the pandemic, you'll. Do you ever intend to go back to um, teaching, sort of in person, or is the the whole online thing working for you? Well, we're going to continue to grow the online aspect. Um, we're going to go, we're going to start touring the country, I think, when we'll it's safe that. to do so. Yes. I think. I mean, that's what we're hoping is that the pandemic will get under control and we will just go back to doing what we Everybody have been doing, be which was yeah. go from play festivals around the country, go All to ukulele clubs yeah. and do workshops. And, and travel. And we're, we're, we're actually getting a van so that we're going to call it our adventure van <laughs> so that we nice. can um, travel around and play and do workshops, but also just do some like working vacations like maybe go mm. set up by a river or something and you know where you don't have the distractions of life to get in the way and you go let's write some music or let's come up with a new idea a new cover song or you know just yeah we want to hit the road definitely want to get out of the house um, for sure. yeah we're ready <laughs> yeah we're ready we're ready yeah we we do have a bunch of festivals lined up that were planned for 2020 They've all pushed it to 2021 and we all went online and then now they're pushing it to 2022. Well, I think things are looking a bit more promising for 2022. I hope so. <laughs> I think, yeah, just make no plans. That's my, that's my philosophy. At this um, point, I think that's pretty wise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you can't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, do you have another song for me? Something cheerful? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. Danny, you want to play bass? I do. Okay. We'll do a uh, we'll do a number that we've been that we taught recently. Nice. Well, and I'll be honest, you know, the songs we choose to teach are ones that we love, and that I've like either me or Perry have been really wanting to learn for a while. So um, it's pretty fun, also coming up with these ideas. But this is a uh, song that was very well done by Nina Simone. Now I just want to say about about the bass it's so cool going as a ukulele player going to the bass because you don't have to hold down two strings at once you can actually kind of blanket the chords a little bit because you want to mute the other strings and it's it's just a it's kind of opened up my world to music in a new way that i hadn't thought of before um so if anyone listening has ever thought about the bass there's a good reason for it it's a powerful empowering instrument I just love it. So here it goes. All right. Baby, just kiss for me. 
baby don't care for Black tone places This tailor is not his style Even love a tiny smile It's something he can't see the thing with that bass line it's so iconic that i think you played four notes of it and i thought oh i know what this is <laughs> ah yeah. good that's one of those oh it's so fun to play it too you know it's actually in b flat too which is a tough key in ukulele world but on bass there's all kinds of open strings it's a good, and yeah it's a good it's for really bass. easy yeah yeah it was brilliant yeah really yeah. nice love it thank you Okay, well, I've got my last question. I might ask Perry first, actually. Um, how has ukulele changed your life? Um, you know, for me, it totally changed the way that I think about music and the way that, that it, it's so much more about community now. 
you know. Um, when I played music before, it wasn't there wasn't really I didn't have a chance to interact with the people that I played with. Ukulele is such a friendly instrument. When you go to a ukulele festival and you perform at a festival, um, everybody's got a ukulele in their hands and they're playing too. And this is completely different from other types of music festivals. And I think it's pretty unique. Um, and so I think I became more of more, more uh, less of a performer and more of a more of a teacher and a sharer. And I became more I think I became more selfless mm. as a musician. Mm. Uh, nice. And yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's well. I guess it has totally changed my. It's changed my life because music has been such an integral part of my life, and I, I guess that's how. I don't mm. think I need as much attention musically as I used to want to have. So that's <laughs> oh, probably okay. probably a good thing. <laughs> well, Danny, how about you? Well, uh, it completely cha- altered my life. Absolutely, I I went away to school to become an illustrator. And I came home disillusioned and, and feeling like I wasn't talented at all, um, even with a degree. And uh, my dad gifted me the ukulele, and I, I started playing on it. Like, like I said, I used to play guitar while I was supposed to be doing artwork. And so the ukulele, I just bonded with it. But it also bonded me even closer with my dad. And then he actually opened up a music store. And uh, I kind of got to be part of the creative process of that. So I was able to use my schooling knowledge of design and tie it in with, with music. And so over the past 10 years, just I feel like ukulele was basically the catalyst for my artistic career. I, I came home feeling like I'm not just an artist. I'm not just a drawer. I don't just do character design and watercolor or puppetry, which is what I studied in school. Oh, nice. Um, I, couldn't fi- I couldn't figure out how to make it fit. And I guess the, the ukulele was basically that extra, that bridge between getting me to, to be able to express myself fully. So I'm able to use my artistic training in my business as a, as a teacher and as a, an artist now. So I, I suppose I'd say, yeah, ukulele was the bridge is that poetic? Mm. Is that too poetic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Silly. No. <laughs> well, it was no, a bridge. Great. It was a rainbow bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, Danny and Perry, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. You too, Meredith. And that, that's good luck for December, hey? Before we go to the credits, I have a bit of news. This is my fourth year of making the podcast, and while I have loved making it, it's time for me to make room for other projects, so I have decided to finish up at the end of this year. I realised that I'm spending more time talking about ukulele than actually playing it, and I need to do something about that. I'm planning to keep making episodes until December, and I want to make sure they're good ones. So if there is someone you've been wanting me to talk to on the podcast, please send me your suggestions. I can't promise they'll say yes, but I will do my best to make it happen. You can send a message through the website, ukuleleisthenewblack.com, send me an email at podcast at ukuleleisthenewblack.com, or get in touch with me through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. 
I wrote the theme tune and I performed it with Janine Chandler, Jim Croft, Jasmine Fellows, Paul Marsh, Sandra Shaw and Chris Williams. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. For more information about Danny Joy Music, go to dannyjoymusic.com. And hang around after the credits to hear the wonderful rendition of Happy Birthday created by Perry's students, Greg and Sandy. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's episode, there are links in the show notes. You can also go to the Ukulele is a New Black YouTube channel for a playlist with songs relating to today's episode. enjoy this podcast please give it a rating or review on apple podcasts or chaser or wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends episodes are released every second monday and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found i'll be back with another episode in two weeks because it's the new black What's that? So you've got a, is that a, is that a, a bass, you, are you a bass type thing? It, it is. It's Bottom in a left? case because he's got a band he goes and plays with. This one here, honey. Ah, that yeah, all over here in the, in the black bag. I think she's asking about this guy back. Yeah, I am. Uh, so I'm oh. pointing to the screen. Can't you see me pointing to the screen? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, it's backwards because you're in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> There's a. Yes, everything's different. We have a. <laughs> It's everything looks upside down, right? <laughs> Tio? Yeah, same here. Uh, okay, all right. I'm- <laughs>